we have a very, very special episode today. Yeah, we're uh, podcasting live from Boonville, as always. Um, yes, and uh, I, I believe uh, a, a little bit of a touchy, touchy subject. I believe our podcast today covers. Um, I'm sure you've seen it in the news: the the fall of Cadia. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was. Uh, I, I remember where I was that day. I was uh, watching YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> and I, you know, um, actually, one of the funniest things after that got added, because that's pretty recently added to lore, isn't it? Yeah, that was very recent. Um, I, I still remember the, uh, uh, of course, a bunch of tasteless, uninspired memes pop up after such a tragedy. Yeah. But um, the, the, the one that did make me laugh was the little kid in the classroom. They're like, where's Russia? And he points. And where's the U.S.? And he points. This is where's Cadia? And he points to his heart. And he's got the like, he's got the Terminator armor helmet on. Like, I, my first my first interaction with Warhammer 40K was when I was very young and I saw a Chaos Space Marine Raptor, which I thought was hilarious, but I didn't think any more of it until much later, like in college, when I realized that this is insanely popular with a very, like, well, with white males, obviously, especially members of the military, very popular oh, around yes. here uh, for some, you know, for obvious reasons. Um, so, uh, it's something we haven't addressed as much as we talk about 40 K is Warhammer 40 K in our area is extremely popular amongst far right conservatives. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah because yeah. the setting is, um, obviously, uh, in a future where one must be extremely xenophobic yeah, and I'm nationalistic. Hard man making hard decisions. Um, and <laughs> And what and the thing is is um, these people love this setting because the irony is completely lost on them. Yeah, um, it is of course uh, a commentary on such a society. <laughs> like um, it's a grim, dark future. It's not. It's, <laughs> not, it's not supposed to be good. Um, and one of the good parts about the fall of Cadia is that it's ne- like that's. Like the authors who have been shackled to writing trash <laughs> for this game setting <laughs> have like I, I love watching authors like grow and like and even the people who made the game games workshop all the like mm. they they grow like at first this was just an elaborate parody of margaret thatcher because the orc, games workshop is based in the uk because the orc war boss was mag ook earth rocka <laughs> Got and guys, like we're not making this up. This and is the truth. All the orcs are soccer hooligans who are very anti fa or fa, depending on. <laughs> I'm sorry, Antifa is terrorist, so I, I am anti fa. <laughs> no, I belong to a, a cooking collective known as anti fa. <laughs> <laughs> anti pasta. Um. Yeah. Yeah, we uh, we bake goods with elderly women who don't have children of their own, but have plenty of <laughs> nieces and nephews. So, and we punch Nazis. It's it's, it's it works now. It works. It's it's good. It, it just works. So, um, the Black Library though does have they 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 have employed several amazing authors. Like Abnett especially, but Chris Raid and like um, um, the ABD. I can't. Remember. I know. <laughs> he yeah, has a yeah. name. But it, it's they. These are because there are several. Amazing, especially the Horus Heresy. Yeah, uh, those are some of those they're are hit, some amazing science fantasy books. They hit, really they're, are. They're hit and miss, but there's seventy of them. So of course, <laughs> there are seventy within just the Horus yeah. Heresy. And of course, it, and um, to think it all started with Ian Watson with Space Marine, where Space Marines are overtly homoerotic, and there is the line where where a, car- a Space Marine named Biff 
launches a boarding action into a Tyranid hive ship and says, quote unquote, we're going in through the anus, boys. Biff fist pumped. And now we're actually having like an elaborate mythology that is relatively consistent or at least inconsistent in a in an understandable way. There's been a few. Um, the only uh, the only uh, retcon I can think of off the top of my head that I just find distasteful is the one we've talked about it before. The idea that uh, they changed that guardsman it, defending yeah. the emperor to a uh, to an Astartes. I think Saturnine um, has introduced something like that. Like they introduced the, the le- where the legend came from, and now it's not it's not an Astartes. It's it's a perpetual or something like that with some guy who sounds like Aliana's bias. It doesn't matter. Yeah, and. Um, the uh, the fascinating thing about uh, Warhammer 40k is because uh, the most of the fans I speak to are fans around here who are just infatuated with the alt right, the, the aesthetic uh, of power, the aesthetic of power. Yes, and so um, everyone in this area, everyone plays Space Marines. Yeah, and they all play Space Wolves particularly. <laughs> now I love the wolves. Mm-hmm. I do because there's a lot going on there. Um, but uh, the uh, but um, yeah, so these people all play those, and they 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 really hate people playing other armies. Um, Eldar gets made fun of a lot. Um, well, so it, it, I think that's, if you're gonna role play an Eldar, you're gonna be a twat. So <laughs> <laughs> my, my, uh, I, I think, uh, but yeah, it's such a fascinating setting. It's it's such it, there's such an incredible story to it, and we've gotten so many good video games yeah. from it. A lot of good video games, and like, like when I first saw that, it was that 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 toy. It's not a toy; it's a model, Dad. <laughs> it's uh, it was in 2006. Then uh, I first started reading up on it in 2010 when I was like leaving college, and I wanted to see what this was all about. Mm-hmm. Turns out, for the next ten years, for most of the for most of my life, Games Workshop has had the setting relatively pegged at. 41 the year 4199 mm-hmm. nine it would not advance beyond that it was practically a joke abaton keeps launching these crusades to try to get past cadia <laughs> but the people who pl- who role play the war game keep winning on the imperial side right. or the orcs who are supposed to help abaton wind up fucking him over which so, i love so they had to incorporate that into the setting and it turns out abaton wasn't failing he was just succeeding somewhere else <laughs> <laughs> Um, he was destroying those weird pylons that are on Cadia, which were also on other planets. And we knew this because there's a lot of uh, books that, oh, it's, this is the most heavily telegraphed plot point. You know, if you read, if you it read, is. if it you is, read yeah. like a civilized person, yes. <laughs> the Eisenhorn trilogy had, it features this. Um, Does it really? Yeah. It's in that? In the, in the second book, there is a cult uh, that is being manipulated by a renegade radical inquisitor to figure out what those pylons are so he can build new ones. And his plan is to use those that Xeno technology and a little bit of Psyker help to close the Eye of Terror, which would be huge. That would be gigantic. But you're, use, but you're dabbling you're in powers <laughs> beyond your control. And that's my favorite thing about Warhammer 40K is like all these people that are so far right and everything, like they, they see the Imperium as this 
perfect society that absolutely is completely 100% homogenous that doesn't do anything like that. But the the jo- like the whole thing about the Horus Heresy is the joke is that this society is now based on what it once stood against. Yeah. 100%. Like Instead the- of being rational and reasonable, it's just dogmatic and militaristic and bad and grim and one of, dark. One of my favorite things is Logar's region. Uh, Legion, the uh, war, the word bearers, bearers. Yeah, when they first do their first, when they do their first crusade against the the new Imperium of the God Emperor, and like the guy is like the one of the guys starts praying to the Emperor before they execute him. They're like, wait, what, <laughs> what? And they're like, oh my God! And they're like, Lorgar, you're not gonna believe this. And he comes over. And he's like, what is he doing? And they're like, he's praying to the Emperor. And he's like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, are you joking? I got, I I got what is it they call it incensed. Oh, censored. Censored. Like, I yeah. got censored for that. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, it is. It is space Catholic. You probably got incensed too. Right? Like, <laughs> you smell like, nice. Russ. Russ beat the shit out of me for doing this. <laughs> like, I think that's one of my favorite lore points. But anyway, um, yeah. So you got this whole thing where um, you know, okay, something's gonna happen at Cadia because nothing can happen in this setting until Cadia is some is the Katie situation is resolved. Yes. And then like Gothic Armada 2 comes out like okay, I like I, I like strategy games. I love War in the Pacific, Grognard uh naval games like that. Yeah. So I like and then it cuts to that opening cinematic where a fleet admiral is warping into the first bat to the opening stages of the 13th Black Crusade. Katie is in a really bad way. And she is a proper imperial officer. It doesn't matter that this is suicide. She is going to attack and join the Sons of Dorne <laughs> with their phalanx battle fortress to hold back the tide. And she lose, she's losing ships left and right. And uh, one of her subordinates says, this battle is lost. We must disengage. And a commissar shoots him. <laughs> it's a perfect introduction to the setting. <laughs> You managed to deliver some much-needed reinforcements through drop pods. I'm sure the people in those drop pods had a lovely time. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then you find out that Abaddon, the despoiler himself, on Horus's flagship, the a Gloriana-class battleship that you can't even really make anymore, is heading this way. And the, and the Sons of Doran says this is our golden opportunity to take down Abaddon. Everyone attack Abaddon. She complies with light cruisers <laughs> just because, okay, and it's, it's made like this heroic charge. She charges Abaddon. She gets all her torpedoes off. They all get intercepted, and then Abaddon retaliates, and all her ships, except for her flagship, are toast. So now Admiral Catalia and her flaming husk finds out there's more chaos reinforcements coming in. She decides, whatever, I'm just going to ram them. She rams one, but then the rest ignore her, which is bizarre because chaos usually just latch on to a, a victim yeah. and tear them apart. But these guys are just going straight towards a Blackstone Fortress, and they're propelling it into the planet. She realizes what's going on too late and sends out an evacuation message to everyone on Cadia to get off. That Blackstone Fortress collides with the planet. The planet explodes. Welcome to Gothic Armada 2. <laughs> and uh, now, video games in Warhammer 40K are almost never canon. Yeah. Almost never. But this this scene is. Th- this is, This yeah. is. There's um, several novels about it from mm-hmm. different perspectives. Um, 
And so, Acadia, uh, it, it's difficult to describe what Cadia means to the Imperium. It's it, it's more important than Reach was for the UNSC yeah. and Halo. It's um and and Alderaan is just a stupid uh, parallel. Um, only in that it was destroyed. Are they similar? Imagine um, if, like, in World War Two, a bridge magically it appeared over the English Channel. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. Um, so basically, now the uh, so 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 now chaos has an open the, the the screen doors open and Mama's yelling. Yeah. Um, because the mosquitoes are getting in. Uh, and uh, so Abaddon. But by the way, Abaddon was Horus's right hand man. Yes. Um, and he is chaos undivided. Mm-hmm. Uh, all four of the ruinous powers want him. But he knows that he could he could play. Uh, he's he believes he is using chaos. Yes, he is not. Uh, he can't be swayed by any one of the ruinous powers like, because he's using them to get back at the false emperor. That's why he hasn't become a demon prince. And um and the the way the setting describes the four ruinous powers of trying to lure Abaddon, it, I I it's fantastic. It's like a guy knocks on his office door. Hey, uh, hey, buddy. Uh, you know, I, I heard you were a Spurs fan. Uh, so I've got, I've got two TCs of tickets. The wife and I aren't using them. You just, uh, and uh, Abaddon's like, you know, I'm really not ready to make a commitment yet. No, 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 no. Just remember where you got them. Dude, this is the warp. I can take you to any game in history. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so uh, my favorite thing about the warp is it's literally the power of imagination. Yeah. It is it, it, like. <laughs> it just turns out everyone's imaginations are horrifying. Horrifying. <laughs> Like, you know, all those nice things you see on the internet? Well, guess what? All the hentai is there, too. Mostly the hentai, actually. Um, so, uh, darn those Dark Eldar. Yep. <laughs> dark Eldar. Um, so, anyway, in the uh, you play as a guy called Admiral Spire in the Imperial Campaign, and he is the protagonist of the first game, which took place during the 12th Black Crusade, 800 years prior. Mm-hmm. Turns out after is he a Stardis? How does he, he is not, this long? He is a human, just a normal ass human, and that's why I like the game. Uh, but he took his cruiser into the warp and got lost. Oh, that's how he's lived this long. Okay. So it feels like a few weeks or years to him. He's noticeably aged from the last game, but he, it's eight hundred years. He finally gets back into real space with his crew, <laughs> and they get the hymnal, <laughs> the, the monk chant on the internet. Saying that Katie's fallen, <laughs> all hope is lost. I would be lying if I said that growing up Catholic is that background and sort of uh, that sort of uh, appreciation for that aesthetic is not something that has inspired me to love forty. I would be lying yeah. <laughs> if I said that had nothing to do with it. But um, like the bridge of forty k ships, I love it because there's literally little cherubs yeah. sensing around and stuff. Like it's <laughs> it's absurd. I love it. I love it. So um, the little thing about Admiral Spire, he um. He is a very interesting protagonist in that he is not exciting in any way. <laughs> He's he perfect is for Dawn. <laughs> bo- he, like, he is not only not superpowered, he is just the most basic, competent, in a very procedural way. He sees a problem, and he just he's just pragmatic about it. He's not inspiring. He just says random platitudes from the Imperium. He's Okay, so he's an old man. Who does not know what's going on? He he doesn't really comprehend what the young people today are feeling. The, the, this dramatic shift in the foundations beneath our feet, 
And everyone's looking for a hero right now to, to, to rally behind. Someone who's not just going to hold the line against chaos. They're actually going to do something to stop the problems. That, that's another important thing about the 40K setting is it, we, the Empire, just, Imperium is in defensive mode. Yeah. This, we, they are not on the attack. And like, that's where you get all the radical inquisitors who want to actually shake things up. You yeah. know, guys, what if we just reboot the Emperor? Kill him, <laughs> see if he comes back. <laughs> we need him. Uh, which is one of the po- if the emperor actually dies, that's one of the possibilities that yeah. another child is just born the way he was, uh, or he just like wakes back up, <laughs> or he or he literally just wakes. We or, don't know, or he becomes the chaos god of order. It is and destroys the universe. It is. It is important to note, though. Also, in this losing battle, uh, the, the the average citizen of the Imperium does not know this, but the emperor is dying. Yes, uh, Horus's attack on him has been killing him for ten thousand years. Yep. Um. So that that's important to note too. So anyway, you know, all these young people are crying out for someone to lead them, someone inspiring, and out pops Joe Biden. (laughs) Trapped in the warp for four years, not really understanding what's going on, but hey, hey, there's fascism over there, and you know what a liberal democracy does? (laughs) It builds an uninspiring coalition to make them go away for a while. We have to do it because you 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 made the parallel. You opened the gate. We have to do it. Who is Bernie Sanders in the Imperium? Uh, I don't know. Rebute Gilliman. <laughs> like okay, I mean, he had a heart attack last year, but then you know the uh, the but then but then you know the Yunari came in with that power armor to save him because they knew he would be important at some point. The best part of uh, the best part of that. Um, it, I'm not drawing any parallels here. I'm just saying the best part of you choosing Gulliman is that Gulliman's thing in 40K is that he regrets writing the Codex Astartes. Like, his big thing is a regret of his most important move for the Imperium. I <laughs> uh, shouldn't have been so pro-NRA for so long. Uh, it was by one mistake, and it turned out to be the big one. Because, of course, you, uh, each chapter can only have a thousand members, and yep. that's insane <laughs> when chaos is constantly knocking at the door. Um, so, anyway, uh, Joe Biden shows up in a cruiser, <laughs> and he's just like, okay, so Kadia blew up. That's a little weird. Um, okay. Thir- uh, happy about it. Turns out the Eye of Terror is no longer just the Eye of Terror. It's like the long spine of terror across the entire galaxy. Um Okay, well, you know what? Look, there's, there's there are things we can focus on, and there's things we can accomplish. So, you know, let's just <laughs> uh, let's just go for a fifteen dollar minimum wage and see if there's any survivors. <laughs> <laughs> so he call, so he pulls out, call, call, <laughs> he gets his monks to shout into the void, saying, "Is there anyone out there?" I like that it's going to be less Catholic and more like 50s crooner. I mean, uh, Biden is Catholic. He, go, he attends mass regularly like a poser. <laughs> <laughs> As opposed to a real Catholic who that does never not goes. go to Catholic <laughs> church. Except for Christmas and only to be seen. And midnight mass because you're up late because you're off work. Oh, yep, 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 yep. Um. Anyway, uh, so you go around building together a ragtag fleet of survivors from the fall of Cadia. And a high and high Admiral Drang congratulates you, sends you on some mis- missions, and then it turns out Admiral Drang has been sending you into traps because he is a chaos agent. Really? Yeah, and he's got that nice High Admiral title. Mm-hmm. And you know what? You've been advancing the ranks. Someone needs to get rid of that guy. Well, it turns out there's this guy called Inquisitor Darkhammer. 
I love how derisively you like when when you're on the parts of 40k that Don likes, like the parts about the boring people, like yeah. like Don is so excited about it, and then you get to what everyone else likes about I mean, 40k, and he's like, <laughs> some power armored guy who's all dramatic and stuff. He he, he kills High Admiral Drang and says, "I have high hopes for you, High Admiral Spire." <laughs> so you go, you embark on a campaign of uh, reconquering the Cadian sector and the surrounding sectors, try to stabilize a, a, a war front, liberate the hive cities that are still capable of manufacturing for you. And you get to build ships. And I love, like, there's all, all kinds of ships you can build, different play styles. You mm. got, like, a bunch of different things to keep track of. If you lose, because you're not doing it right. <laughs> it's it's fun. That's, it's a full-on 4X, isn't it? Yeah. It's, yeah. Um, and, uh, uh, of course, much like with the books... Space combat is a little weird. It can take place from different parts of the solar system. Mm-hmm. Generally, though, it's going to be broadsides from five meters apart with boarding parties. Right. Like, there's literally going to be space <laughs> marines like with grappling hooks flying through space. I know, I know, you don't like them, but I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm a kid. I love the. I, I like. I, I, I like. Mar- I like. I like. I, I like some of them. It's just like I, I really like uh, arm, the um, Hell's Reach. Because it explores the humanity of the Astartes, mm-hmm. or rather their lack of it, or their, 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 like there's there's a scene where one of the Astartes who really hates the guardsmen, he's really resentful that five Astartes have been sent to die alongside a bunch of stupid humans, and then he sees a dying woman. And he tries to comfort her, but he doesn't really know how. And it's a really nice scene. I like that. I that actually the dynamic between Astartes and humans, and the fact that uh, <clears throat> that's why I like the Horus Heresy so much is the Astartes are dealing with the fact that they are making the greatest sacrifice for a world that will no longer need them once it's done. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, of course, is the whole thing behind Horus and everything. Um, also. I do like the wolves, but I don't like because everyone else likes them because they wear wolf skins and they <laughs> bark. Um, but I do like them because there's that thing of that they do have Bjorn, the yeah. fell hand, and he remembers what the Imperium was. And every so, in every like 200 years or so, a bunch of space wolf, space wolves will get together and be like, "Why don't we pray? Why don't we pray to the God Emperor?" And they're like, "Fine, thaw him out, thaw him out, bring him out here." And he comes out and he's like, "What are you doing? Granddad hated this. Come on, he's the ninety-five-year-old communist union organizer <laughs> who really, lives down the road." He, no, like for real. That that's the space marine, the space wolves. What I do love about them are that, like, because everyone always says they're like the most rabid and what like. Because uh, first off, they were the executioners. Mm-hmm. They their legion exists to destroy another legion if it gets out of line. That, mm-hmm. That's the whole reason the wolves exist. But I do love that they're the ones that like re- like remember. And also they uh, they hide gene seeds from the uh, <laughs> from the uh, Lords of Terra. I do like that because they're like Codex Astarte says only a thousand. Like no, we've totally only got a thousand. And then like you see this bus like <laughs> with all the windows tinted. And they're like there are five in there. Um, <laughs> the I'll, rest are sunflowers. Also, I don't know what uh, game it was, but the story with the Inquisitor, who's like, hey, all these guardsmen fought against chaos. We need you to kill them. And oh, the spa- I can't remember. The Space Wolves are like, no, dude, we'll totally kill them. Don't worry. Oh, look, that cruiser went away with all those gu- Oh, damn it. <laughs> I meant to kill them. We'll get the next one. Oh, damn it. They got away again. <laughs> like, I like that the wolves... Oh, I like that they openly defy the Inquisitors. I guess I like that. I, um, I like the uh, books where somebody in the Administratum accidentally makes a mistake, but of course the Administratum doesn't make a mistake, so an entire <laughs> regiment of guardsmen are classified as dead. 
<laughs> on a livable world. So they just go to a village and start marrying the locals, and mm-hmm. they just live their lives. It's like the only happy ending in any Warhammer 40 game. <laughs> right? I'm sorry, sir, you're dead. No, I'm not. Well, the administratum says you are. And if you say the administratum is wrong, you're a heretic. Oh, well, I guess, yep. <laughs> I'm a ghost. <laughs> Go away. Stop, Stop looking at me. Anyway, um, yeah, you do have space marine fleets. They do, mm-hmm. and uh, a few... Uh, you get up to some space marine business, like the Dark Angels. Uh, there is a guy called a- um, Asmodai. <laughs> of course there of is. Course. I actually kind of like that name just because it's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, uh, he says, oh, we have some mysterious business to, to attend to. And, of course, Admiral Biden's like, mysterious. It's not, there's nothing mysterious about it. Chaos is there. I am imperial. And... Imperial truth says they're they, they're gonna die, and well, we can do that. We can accomplish this, guys. We could like if we just work together with the uh, Mechanicus, the Astartes, and the humans. We can all we we can all do something good here. Um, not not nothing too fancy, you know, just something acceptable. Anyway, Asmodeus uh, leads you to attack a Chaos Warband, and after you accomplish this. Another dark angel comes in. I can't remember his name, but he says, You have been consorting with the fallen. The fallen, the uh, the dark angels who oh, got lost yeah, in the warp yeah. or turned to chaos. Because And the dark angels are really pissy about that because they don't want anyone to think. Because that that's they, a market against their legion. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and they were also, and Lionel Johnson was also delayed fighting the Night Lords during the Horus Heresy, so he never made it to Earth. On time, he's one of the ones that we don't really know if he's dead or not. He is pretty much alive. Oh no! Didn't uh, he is lion? He's in the, stasis. On, the in lion, the rock. Guy, yeah, because that guy, that guy that was just a human, stabbed him. Yeah, and I he like Luther, I think Luther. Yeah, Luther, because he's just yeah, he's the guy who fell. I think he's still technically alive. He's imprisoned. Too. Yeah, he's imprisoned. Um. Anyway, uh, but this isn't known to people outside the Legion, right? So when the Dark Angel says that guy you've been help that guy who's been helping you fight chaos um, is a bad person, you need to kill him. Biden is faced with a dilemma because he doesn't know who Antifa is. <laughs> he just knows that fascism is bad. He doesn't necessarily know that Antifa is good. But is Antifa <laughs> the real fascist? That's the that seems to be the question on everyone's minds lately. Look, I, 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 so like he's faced with a real dilemma. Like I don't look, I don't have enough information to go on with. This guy just helped me fight fascists. I'm going to help him. And if you help Asmodai, he will show up in the final battle with um, uh, Abaddon later. Spoilers, which is cool. I like that. I like the final boss where all the friends you made along the way show up to help you Love fight him. Love that. Love that in video games. And if you <laughs> ally with normal Dark Angel, they just give you a fleet right then and there, and you can only take three fleets in with you. And frankly, his fleet's not that good. So it's Asmodai is probably the better option for me. But also having that extra fleet will help you police the galaxy more because one of the things I like about this game is that you're always under attack. You're never. Because the Imperium is always under yeah. attack. You're, there's always an invasion. It's always just a little farther away that you can get to in time. The Xenos from without, the mutant from within. Yeah. Um. And it's oh, it, it's like XCOM 2 or an XCOM 1. Um, you're in a war of attrition, and you're on the wrong side of it. You need to race through to accomplish as much as possible to try to stay ahead. It's a marathon. It's mm-hmm. oh, uh, There's no part where it's just going to be easy except maybe towards the end if you're just really good at it. Right. 
really good at it. But anyway, like the Tyranids show up and you have to fight the Hive Fleet because, <laughs> well, um, I, I, everyone's freaking out. Like, dude, there's there's Tyranids here. We're, we're doomed. And Admiral Spire is just like, guys, guys, it's in the manual. It is in the manual. It is in the party platform that if you take out the Hive Fleet, if you take out the Hive ship, the rest of them will scatter and they won't be a problem anymore. Then the Necrons show up and Trazin the Infinite rats out his buddies. In a, he does so in a very insulting way. Like he's, a, he's just as delightful as he is in the books. Love he just him. says, hey, the these guys are assholes and they're building a Death Star. I want you to kill them. Like, why would you betray your kind? I, they are Neferiti. I am Trezin the Infinite, mother, sir. And they annoyed me. You would bear that in mind. <laughs> <laughs> so you go to fight literally the Death Star. One of those um, world engines that the Necrons can get yeah. up to. And this is where you get some good Space Marine action because the Blood Angels <laughs> and the Raven Guard show up. <laughs> <laughs> that help. is just uh, that, like that is just forty k fan bait. That is like yeah, like the Blood Angels help you hold the line against an unending armada of Necron ships and the Raven Guards as we have to board this thing to destroy it from inside. Of course, this is what we're going to do. <laughs> and so you keep secure. Like you have to go around the uh, the map to uh, redeploy, like drop ships for reinforcements to invade the planet. Um, and the Raven Guard um, can't get through. The, the fire is just too intense for dropships. So they crash their battle barge onto it. And the rest of the mission is just frantically trying to deploy reinforcements to them to keep their offensive going. And then they suicide themselves to take it down. And it's actually really cool because it's really stressful the whole time. You're just holding out and trying to keep get them to the mission objective. Um then there's the Eldar, where you could help the Yanari, or you could, yeah, you can help the Yanari get some kind of artifact, and they will form an alliance with you, which will stop the Eldar raids. Do not tell the Inquisitors if you take this round. Oh, oh, Inquisitor Darkhammer is not happy. I, that's another <laughs> thing I love about um, about a uh, 40k is, uh, you know, hey, we're not supposed to, you know, ever consort with Xenos. But if you do, don't tell you. <laughs> it's like, it, of course, I love that it's real in that sense. Like yeah. in, in real life, we have these lofty political ideals. But when it comes down to whether you're going to die or not, yeah, most reasonable people. Well, because so like I guess the Inquisitors are kind of like the Tea Party was about eight years ago. <laughs> like so, like uh, so, of course, you're faced with a choice: do you help the Eldar, or do you help, or, or do you do what Darkhammer wants? And, and die. Yeah. And, <laughs> and Biden's like saying, guys, if these Republicans want to vote for me, I'm get, they're in my coalition and I'm not going to betray them. <laughs> the, the way a reasonable people person Look, would. Look, if if, I know they're lame on Facebook, but for some reason, elderly citizens seem to be polling well with them. <laughs> <laughs> and we're not in a position to turn down help. <laughs> so, of course, Inquisitor Darkhammer mobilizes the Green Party for a big... <laughs> <laughs> out of the warp Jill Stein <laughs> she's oh my god she's got her crystals no she's charging them up it's worse than that her flagship the Nader has come with her she's getting funding from someone else she's getting funding from right wing regimes from all over the world 
reasonable people will say that doesn't make any sense because they refuse to think about why they would be, you know. <laughs> anyway, you uh, fight Dark Hammer with the Inari, and the Inari um, Eldar, uh, it's a woman, and a very haughty woman, and she says... Like all Eldar. Yeah, like she's like, well done, you've killed... Out, you've killed your you killed your inquisitor, and our craft world lives to fight another day. Farewell. And then Biden's like, "Wait, what about our alliance? We had one, and it has run its course. So we had an alliance that helps you personally, right? That's Eldar, yeah. That's, that's Eldar. Eldar. That's Eldar. That's Republicans, yeah. <laughs> so you need to you obviously need to go for the dark Eldar next. Yep. Yeah, well, I'm sure they they would be excellent allies. Um, anyway, you just keep plugging along, just trying to like keep like you've only got ten fingers, and there's like eighteen leaking dikes mm-hmm. right now, and you're only and you've only got the one Dutch boy. So if he's got eighteen fingers, he's he's a mutant. He needs to be purged. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, there is um, one mission that I really like. Uh, it brings in the planet killer, which is a planet killer. Right. It's uh, one of Abaddon's favorite toys. And you think you destroyed it in the 12th Black Crusade, but guess what? It's back along with its captain. And you have to fight it. And it's not fun because it can destroy your entire fleet if you're caught in its blast. But, and this is one of my favorite parts of the game, Rubute Gilliman himself shows up really in a Gloriana class battleship and says it seems you flushed out my prey for me Admiral Spire <laughs> let us join forces and take this bastard down and every one of your crew is rightfully freaking out because that is a primarch a living the you, one living primarch that's still a loyalist yeah and he is in stasis everyone knows that jesus christ died and is in heaven so he's not technically dead but he's also not here helping us every day right. in, in person it's like in world war 1 if jesus christ hopped into a trench with you with sergeant stripes on and everyone's freaking out. Everyone's having a legitimate crisis. Like, oh my God, that is Jesus Christ. He is, he is risen. But Biden is just saying, that is the Lord Commander, people. Address him by his proper rank. Dude, 800 years ago, he was in stasis. He was a corpse in a freezer. And now he is living. He, that is an emperor's son, dude. That's a Lord Commander in a big battleship. <laughs> That's all I care about. <laughs> Let's get this done, dude. Dude, if if a if one Primarch's back is are, is Corvus back? <laughs> is Russ back? I have so many questions. Questions for later. <laughs> <laughs> that is a big battleship, and that's all I care about. <laughs> you like like it, it's like like yeah. Sergeant Christ hops into the trench with you, and one of these, and, and everyone's having a religious moment. But one guy is saying, okay. Now that Sergeant Christ is here, we can really turn this flank. <laughs> There's bigger issues. <laughs> anyway, you uh, ally with G- Gilliman, and he agrees to help you throughout the rest of the game. You have Gilliman as a character in that big battleship. That's wicked. Actually, it's actually really, really cool. Uh, I actually, I, I, the Ultramarines Marines are probably my least favorite legion of the Loyalists and the uh, Traitors, but I. 
Recent I mean, writing has improved them a lot, especially with Gilliman having the big uh, crisis of faith with, is it even worth trying to save this wretched Imperium? Because he remembers. Yeah, he remembers, he remembers. what it was supposed to be. He remembers what his father wanted. He wants to reform it from the inside, work, um, within, the, work within the establishment, and it's, it's, not, it, 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 it's playing hell on his nerves, it's, but there's no other option. But uh, I do want to appreciate the fact that uh, th- this whole game has you playing as uh, Admiral Spire, and you know all the 40K fanboys are mad about that. But you know what? You do get the Ultramarine Primark, so that's how they're going to bring in the uh, the standard boys. Um, yeah. I just love that. Um, and you're right. Recent a, writing has improved them. A, a Primark shows mm. up. Admiral Spire is so unflappable that this is nothing more than reinforcements to him. It's like LeBron James shows up to help your high school basketball yeah. team, and you're like, uh, and everyone's like, "Oh my God, it's LeBron James!" You're like, "Yeah, we got we got us a good, pretty good power forward here. I've seen his stats. Let's put him in." <laughs> it's like <laughs> James might be a center. I I, I'm thinking of like a mother, a single mother. She got knocked up by a guardsman who died, and uh, she's trying to raise her son the best she can. He's like, uh, she's she makes sure he's going to the Scala Progenium because he's getting off this planet. Oh. he's not just going to be an administratum clerk like she is, mm-hmm. and then. At 13, it turns out he's been accepted into the Scala, but he's also a minor league psyker. So that's not, you know, that's, that's bad news. Black ships are going to come. Then one day, so, some big bearded guy in a trench coat with a fedora kicks in her door, and it's none other than Sherlock Obi-Wan Cousteau. <laughs> and she knows because she has read the Rogue One <laughs> first edition rule book that he is the coolest and most badass of Inquisitors. <laughs> And she thinks he's here for her son, but no. He says, you're an inquisitor, Harry. (laughs) So he's not just going to be a fleet captain. He's going to be an inquisitor. uh, uh, The best life you could possibly get with the most freedom. She's so proud, but she's never going to see her boy again. So she's going to hold a going away party. And she's got all her friends and relatives there. You know, and, and, and you know, it's it's an okay party, but everyone's kind of looking at their watch. They got work tomorrow. Nobody wants to be the first to leave because they know once they leave, everyone else is going to leave. She's going to be all alone. And then she's just looking for a moment. She's praying to the emperor, the holy emperor, <laughs> for just God, some kind emperor. of sign, some something to make this meaningful. And then the door opens. Lehman Russ, Corvus Corax, and Vulcan show up, walk without a word, onto the karaoke stage and sing, You raise me up so I can stand on mountains. <laughs> and everyone in the crowd's just saying, Yeah, it's an okay rendition. <laughs> I'll, I'll, give it a, I'll give it a courtesy clap. They leave, without, they leave with no note. They go back to the warp or wherever they are. <laughs> Primarchs, no big deal. <laughs> not to not to Admiral Spire, is it? <laughs> nope. Okay, so eventually you do. <laughs> you raise me up. <laughs> I like, like not, sorry, I've got the uh, image of Lehman Russ belting out, thinking of his dad. <laughs> <laughs> I am strong when I'm on your shoulder. <laughs> Being inspired by his hate for Logar. <laughs> to more that I can be. One of my favorite scenes with Lehman Russ, it's in uh 
it's in um, Thousand Sons, All Is Dust, which, which of course is one of the heresy, horse mm-hmm. heresy books. And um, Magnus finally comes to Russ's aid on that uh, campaign. And because uh, Russ has been working with the word bearers and he's pissed off. <laughs> like, he's like, I can't take it. Like, you know what? Go get my other brother that I don't like and bring him here. Have him deal with this shit for a minute. And uh, Magnus finally shows up and they're shaking hands. And Magnus goes, has the horizon arrived yet? And Russ goes, don't call him. <laughs> like, <laughs> the, like, Russ, like Russ, the way he's depicted in the horse heresy, I love it because he's j- like, he's like, you know what? Dad wants us to get this done. And, you know, I- I'm, 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 I'm sick of everyone just trying to play around and pal around like we got a job <laughs> to do people but um so um when you do finally go after abaddon like uh, he uh, he's been busy presumably elsewhere in the galaxy but he realizes okay somebody back at the starting line has been putting bananas on the mario kart track <laughs> he's gonna deal with it so he sends all his lieutenants and they're all absolutely they're everything you expect the chaos to be. Like, the Nurgle guy is really pleasant, except for being unpleasant. Mm-hmm. He's offering you very tasty uh, diarrhea in your mouth. <laughs> There's uh, Slanesh, who is very charming, and says, Oh, Spire, we meet again. I knew you'd come back for me. <laughs> like, what? I, aren't you dead? No. In fact, I almost killed you, but I didn't because I love you so much. Fortunately, Biden doesn't care about that. Right. <laughs> so he just you just kill your way through it, and then uh, the the Zinch uh, Admiral uh, uh, puts forward another human. Like you see a human ship, and it's someone that Spire knows from eight hundred years ago. Is like, oh, Spire, is that you? I've been trapped in the war for eight hundred years. Like hell, you are. You're. That's an illusion, people. Guys, I don't think that's an illusion. I think that's just like he's just whimpering the whole time. Stop shooting at me. <laughs> We can't we can't risk it. A true son of the Empire would not care <laughs> if I were killing him. And at the end of the mission, you're like, did we kill him? Was that no, that was a Zinch. That was that was Zinch. <laughs> and then after Nurgle, like, okay, we we defeated the Nurgle fleet. Unfortunately, half our crew is now infested with like with like syphilis with exploding syphilis. Kill half the crew. <laughs> kill half the crew. It's in the it's in the book. Like, buy the book, people. That's how we're doing this. <laughs> Corn is just, you know, like, boarding action, all that. Anyway, you do finally lure uh, Abaddon out by killing all his favorite people. And Abaddon sends out more of his favorite people for the Mega Man boss rush <laughs> before right. he finally shows up. And after you kill all the um, all of his lieutenants, Abaddon shows up in that Gloriana-class ba- battleship that you can't really match. But then you have the Eldar show back up <laughs> for re- the redemption arc for betraying you earlier. Um, Asmodai can show up if you've allied with him, and you just take him down together, <laughs> and he explodes. <laughs> That's not canon. No, Abaddon is not Abaddon dead. Is not dead. He's his model sells entirely too well. The um, it's a, <laughs> it's a wicked model too. The the latest edition one, uh, Abaddon, Abaddon, and uh, in Magnus the Red are just amazingly beautiful models and they're really good for if you want to put all your points into one model but just be able like like uh the joke about abaddon and magnus is um you play them if you want to be able to just sit at the table and swipe your enemies off like poker chips. <laughs> 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 um, um but uh yeah and uh, so uh does abaddon have a dying speech does not, he- not really he just says what <laughs> 
How did Joe Biden win the primary? He didn't do anything. <laughs> Look, doing nothing is a very tried and true tactic. Remember the... Uh, like it's it, look, it's like Barrio Party on that one thing where you're rolling on a ball on an ice cliff. Yeah. Everyone else is like trying to knock the other people off, but you just stand perfectly still because when you're standing still, you're not slipping and sliding. So everyone slips and slides off, and he just stands perfectly fine. Abbott on his dying breath. I don't, I don't understand. You didn't do anything. How did you win the primary? Biden turns around. You fool. Did you learn nothing of Howard Dean? Doing something's the worst thing you can do in a primary. <laughs> he puts his, he, t- he takes his shades. He takes his ape. He takes those stupid aviators off. He has another pair underneath them. <laughs> then he puts them back on. <laughs> he says, yeah, but he stutters. So, And then everyone says, oh, he has a degenerative brain disease. Uh, yeah, yeah, dude, what? The Howard what? Dean thing was bizarre. It's, it was bizarre. That, it was a microphone thing, but uh, I know it was... It was uh, no human can make... Yeah! Like, it was... <laughs> yeah! It was like... It killed him. I it know, he was doing so good. I, hey, I mean, just like, I've never seen anything like it in all dude, politics. I, I, I knew when YTMND was just all Dean Scream all the time. <laughs> yeah, it's over for him. He's lost YTMND. You know, those people will be voting in 30 years. <laughs> 18, of course, to get the majority because they're all infants on YTMND. And then... Another 12 or so just to get them all out of their radical phase where they actually start doing things. Wow, that's... Um, uh, so Abaddon, Abaddon is dead. Abaddon indeed. dies, and Admiral Spire is just pleased as punch to be High Admiral <laughs> and doing things by the book the way they were meant to be. There's a, Sure, Gilliman's trying to make the uh, Empire a atheist or at least very least secular... And relatively more liberal institution, but at the same time, that's not that's beyond my purview, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's his wheelhouse. I've got mine. So Gull- so Gilliman is uh he he is uh Bernie. Yeah, he's he's the Oh one- my god, him joining you is Bernie giving the speech at the <laughs> DNC. <laughs> okay, Spire, you're not actually going to solve any problems, but you will close shut the jaws of oblivion. <laughs> Look, so, Emperor Martin didn't make the Empire a stronger place, but he did save it. <laughs> <laughs> he turned into a dragon to do it, and I'm waiting for Biden to do that. That will be what <laughs> that will be what clinches my meaningless Indiana vote. Um, because the Electoral College rewards not small states, but large states that are competitive. Um, that is to say, Florida. It rewards Florida. Uh, yeah, uh, it, it's and Texas. Um, <laughs> no. Yeah, I do. I do not. I absolutely. Uh, yeah, we we don't get votes that count in Indiana. Yeah, we don't get um, anything that counts in Indiana. Even the Republicans don't like. It. I mean, it's it's a nominal thing, really. To yeah, I mean, vote for president. Yeah, um, I mean, like, uh, yeah. like the most um, your political statements can really count is to be like funny. Like if you just got like a yard sign, dude, dude, come on. You live in Indiana. No one cares. No there's, one cares. You're not changing anyone's minds. At least be fun. There's a there's a yard sign in uh, Boonville right now on Third Street. Uh, you could see it, it's best to see it going south because it's on a it's on a house on the on the right side of the road if you're heading south. And you could look out and uh, he just has a sign. It looks like every other political sign, like the design, the font, 
the uh, colors, and it just says, I'm an asshole. And <laughs> under it, it lists the reasons. So it is one of those annoying, like, you know, I'm just an asshole, dude. <laughs> but it, it's funny that that breaks up the... Because uh, Boonville's an interesting town because yeah. uh, it's it's perfectly split between Republicans and Democrats. Mm-hmm. It's just the Democrats were the only ones that voted until four years ago. <laughs> so yeah. now Boonville has all these Republicans that um, they're like, wait a minute. KDFL and the Eye of Terror opened up, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so uh there was um there, oh god there was one sign that i saw um there's this nice old nice older lady um she lives in this no-name town like um it's just on the it's just on a road like there's a few houses along the side of the road every house is bedecked in trump flags and then as you're driving down you're just kind of like you, you just got like tunnel vision and you see a scarecrow Nice little scarecrow. This woman gardens. She's got a big garden by the mm-hmm. side of the road. Mm-hmm. And uh, the scarecrow was holding a sign like, hey, that's not a flag. This Trump voter put some effort into it. Mm-hmm. I look and I see it does, in fact, say Trump. But then there's a slash through it. And the scarecrow's got like a fl- flipping the double bird. <laughs> like, dude. What? The- I, 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 Where is this? I want to see this. It's, it, it is in Newtonville. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So okay, like that. Don't mess with her. Anyone walking around like that with no visible bruises knows some stuff. Um, she oh, judo flips. Uh, uh, very elderly women are like my favorite people's opinions <laughs> because they don't give a shit. Like they're they're old women. Like yeah. you know what? Are you, what are you gonna do? Kill her? Like <laughs> what are you gonna do? She's dying anyway. So I I love um. <laughs> I love when they're very vocal <laughs> about their opinion. And um, and the best part, I was riding along, I was listening to the Alan Wake soundtrack. <laughs> so so the whole time I'm like uh, riding down that line, I'm like, when I thought, I, I see all the Trump flags, yeah, yeah. and then I pass that, I look, it connects in my brain at the exact moment the chorus goes, when I thought that I fought this war alone. <laughs> You were there by my side on the front lines. <laughs> and we fought to believe the impossible. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, 40, uh, sounds like a great game. Is it fun? Yeah, it's fun. It's I, fun I, I have, ton, like, uh, there's a lot of, like, really fun moments where there's, like, okay, I am going to lose if I can't take this thing out because I only have light cruisers and they can't take this thing. I have a cruiser that's on fire with no guns. So I crash the cruiser through an asteroid field <laughs> like the Kool-Aid man to explode into the damn thing and clutch it out. I really, really hope and that... You, the uh, Thousand Sun ships are so fun. Thousand Suns are just... I they're, love they're that just, Legion. They're, they're just pretty. They're just pretty. Pretty ships. I love the lore. I love their models. I love, like... I love their aesthetic. I love everything about the Thousand Suns. I really like that they're all um, they're all Alphonse Elric now because uh, Araman tried to fix everything and he made everything a thousand times worse. Yeah. Um. So they're all literally like the ter- like it's almost like they're a commentary on like Space Marine fans because you're a Space Marine fan just because the Terminator armor. Well, guess yeah. what? These guys are only the Terminator. <laughs> like, there's nothing underneath <laughs> it because of the uh, what the rubric. Was that yes. what it was? The rubric of Airmen? They tried to stop the flesh change or whatever. Um, and it's like, oh, we'll stop the flesh change, all right. Um, so <laughs> the problem is your flesh is changing? Hmm. <laughs> Let's eliminate the... Um, uh, apparently, one of the, uh, the, El- the avatar of the Eldar death god with the Yanari ran into Araman in the webway. Web yeah. 
and uh, she, just to troll him, she brought one of the rubrics back. She she restored it and says, "I can do this to your entire legion if you let us go." Then he lets her go, and she turns him back into dust <laughs> because she's an Eldar. First and foremost, Air, uh, uh, Araman is one of my favorite characters in the lore. He and like as much memes as there are about Araman, like he is a legit like awesome character. Like it's the best thing about Araman was he was always loyal. Yeah, he is to this day loyal. Mm-hmm. It, and his story is not a story of betrayal. His story is a story of he was in the wrong place at the wrong time at all time. Like, Aramon's just a guy that's like, what? He can't be wrong. He's in charge. Mm-hmm. Like, what? What do you mean? What do you mean? Magnus is going too far. Like, <laughs> um, my favorite thing is when Magnus is going to go through the webway to the Emperor, and they're killing two hundred innocent people to do this. <laughs> and he's laying down, and Aramon comes up to him, and he's like, "Dad, Dad, Grandpa told us we can't do this anymore." And Magnus is like, "Listen." He told he told everyone else they can't do this, <laughs> but this he needs to hear. That this. was a real Homer moment. Oh, and uh, the best part is, Aramon's like, we could just send a message. He's like, nope, can't can't trust can't trust it can't trust. It. I got to go tell him in person. And the scene where Magnus walks through the gate is one of the best in all of uh, Warhammer 40k lore because he walks through the emperor. It, it, the emperor literally looks at him like. What the hell, man? And like, <laughs> he ruined everything. <laughs> he ruined everything. And the Emperor just gives him this look. And the best part is Magnus says nothing. He just walks back through. <laughs> he, just, he walks back through the bushes. <laughs> Literally. He, like, he comes out, he sees, and oh. Magnus understands that moment. It's like, oh, this is why we had the trial of Nikea. Okay. <laughs> um, tell you what. <laughs> you know what? You know what? You're working. You're working. I'm going to head back home and... Um, uh, the uh, anyway, Gothic Armada Two was very fun, very fun, very fun. I'm glad to hear. Uh, Donna spent an unhealthy amount, yeah, of I, time on Gothic Armada Two. It's a good thing I don't have other games I'm playing right now, <laughs> or and, want to play. And uh, uh, so it is available on Steam. Yes, there are no console re- releases that, that I know aware. of. I, I, it would be kind of awkward on a console. Uh, you'd be surprised. Stellaris has an awesome console. Oh, that's edition. good. Um, but uh. Now is uh is this a turn based 4x or is it real time 4x? Um, uh, the combat is real time. The strategy is turn based. So it's a war. It's total war. Yeah. Um. The uh there are total war warhammers, but they're fantasy. I don't mm-hmm. think they've done a 40k one yet. Um. So guys, strong strongly recommend. What is it on the Steam store? Like 40 bucks, 60. I think maybe closer to 40. Yeah. So uh, not bad, not bad at all. So guys, uh, give that a, give that a shot and. Uh, Don seems to be in kind of a 40K mood, so you could look forward to more cast about that, I'm Probably, sure. Yeah. Uh, we'll get to them, yeah. um, if not. So, guys, uh, until next time, uh, check out the links below. Uh, you know, we, we do have a Patreon. We do uh, we do have a, a Discord. Discord's a lot of fun. Um, actually, a 40K meme you posted in the Discord the other day, the uh, citizen, this is a cat. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the furry chart. We're having... <laughs> We're, we're having a great time. Um, so uh, that would be such an awesome thing at a con. Go as an inquisitor and go up to the first, like, and just harass, like, playful, you know, like. This not, is not a stable app human. Do not actually harass people at cons, but to uh, do that. There is a guy that um, I know you're not into Naruto or anything, but um, in the beginning of Naruto, uh, the sensei, Kakashi, 
has a moment where he's he's basically clowning them, showing them, you know, he's doing an exercise that's basically to clown them, show them how much they have to learn. And he sneaks up behind Naruto and he does a jutsu called the 1000 Years of Death. And it's him doing this and sticking them up his butt real quick. And Naruto <laughs> flies off all hurt. And there's a guy that goes to cons dressed as Kakashi speaks with people before he does this, obviously, mm-hmm. but he YouTubes himself going around doing the thousand <laughs> years of death on people. But, um, so, uh, guys, check out the links. We've still got a uh, uh, cool merch and everything. And big things are happening for Don and Rom. We're, we're growing exponentially lately. Don and I are working like dogs lately. Yeah. Um, it's election season, but it's election busy. season for him in the paper. Uh, we are making up our builds, uh, we are making the vehicles we did not make during quarantine right now at my job. It, 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 I've been working about 12 to 14 hour days uh, through the week, sometimes, a lot of Saturdays too, but we will get back to the pumping out the amount of content that we did before. We, it, it's going to happen. But guys, until then, uh, we, uh, we have a blast talking to you. We genuinely do. Mm-hmm. This is the highlight of our weeks every time. So uh, thank you guys, and until next time, be safe.